It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Adams, and today we have something very creative because we've got Steve Cook from Life and Air. All right, not millionaire, Life and Air. He focuses on his business on helping people to be able to actually have the life of their dreams right now. So it's really interesting. Everybody, many people, I'm, I'm one of them, listening to the podcast, many people listening to the podcast are always thinking, I've got to get that money, I've got to get that money, I've got to get that money. And sometimes we don't know what we're chasing. It's like we're a dog chasing our tail. So today we are going to change, what is that called? Uh, when you shift your mind, a paradigm shift. All right, so today is our paradigm shift on something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about life and air. Since 2007, Steve Cook has had this company going and he lives in a little town in Wisconsin. You can reach him at Steve, S-T-E-V-E, at lifeonair.com or just find him at lifeonair.com. See a little bit more about what they're doing. But with that said, Steve, how did you get into what, what you're doing? Are you a real estate investor? I am a real estate investor, yes. All right, well, let's, that'll be my first question. How did you get uh, first get involved in real estate? So uh, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Since being a young kid, uh, I wanted to be in business myself. Uh, my parents were both in business, but they were both in the restaurant business. And uh, I took an interest in real estate investing when I was a teenager, uh, 17, 18 years old. And I had gotten my first uh, book, uh, Nothing Down, uh, by Robert Allen uh, at a very young age. I started learning creative real estate investing techniques, and I just thought that they were cool. And But you know, at that time, it was just something I would like to do someday. But uh, the fact that my parents were in the restaurant business, I actually was out trying to find real estate but I ended up buying a restaurant and I used creative investing techniques to buy my restaurant. Long story short with the restaurants, uh, I had purchased two of them by the time I was 25. Uh, the first one I was 21 years old, second one I was 25. I went out of business with both of them. Uh, the second one, I took a pretty hard beating uh, with that one and uh, my life was pretty much in shambles. But the first thing I did after the restaurant closed down was I went and I got a job and I started working as a manager for a large restaurant chain and I just every day hated reporting into work for somebody else and that entrepreneurial spirit was still alive and kicking and I was trying to figure out what am I going to do. I, I can't keep coming into work and real estate investing was the thing that came back to my mind. But uh, honestly, at that point in my life, I had no idea how to be a, a real estate investor. I was dead broke. Uh, I was deep in debt. My credit was completely shot. I was barely making enough money with uh, the job to, to pay my bills and just to get by. And so it was very intimidating to think, you know, how do you become a real estate investor? But I hung on. I, I decided to you know, persevere. And in spite of all the obstacles and challenges and roadblocks in front of me, I kept on investigating you know, what were ways that I could become a real estate investor. I, I believed that I could do it. And uh, sure enough, I did. And uh, I started out as a wholesale flipper. 
and uh, wholesaled a lot of properties. In my first two years, I flipped 105 houses. And, uh, and so it, it took me a little while to figure it out. But by the time I got that first deal, it was like a light bulb went off. And uh, it took me eight months to get the first deal. And it took me five days to get the second one. And uh, another week to get the next one and, and so on. I, I was doing a deal a week uh, approximately after getting that first one. Very, very interesting. All right. So let me ask you this. What made, what inspired you to create Lifeinner? What was, what was going through your mind at that time? Well, after I started, you know, doing all those flips, I had many people all across the country trying to figure out what's this guy doing? How is he, you know, uh, from nothing to he's flipping a house a week, you know, so people started coming from around the country to come spend some time with me. They were emailing me. They were calling me. They wanted to pick my brain and see what I was doing. And I got to the point where I realized that I was spending so much time helping people that I wasn't spending as much time even on my own business or living my own life. So uh, I decided I was going to write a book. And that book was going to be teaching people everything I knew about real estate investing. I wasn't going to hold back. And the purpose of my first book was really to stop the questions from coming in and it backfired. Instead of stopping the questions, uh, the book took off. It started selling like crazy. More and more people started coming to me for help. And you know, I found myself being a real estate investing educator, which was never part of the plan. I had many people who were very successful from what I was teaching them. And during that time, as I was watching them grow, I started seeing some things I didn't like. I started seeing their marriages falling apart, their families becoming dysfunctional. They were successful in business, but the important stuff was struggling, was going to the wayside. And so I started feeling a real conviction. I didn't know that I wanted to keep on teaching uh, if that's what it was going to lead to. And so I wrestled with that for quite a while. And uh, one week I had a couple of guys who came to me and they said, Steve, I want you to teach me how to become a millionaire. And I asked them, I said, well, why do you want to become a millionaire? And both of the men said, Steve, so I could be a better father and a better husband. And I said, you know, guys, you don't need a million dollars to be a better father or a better husband. You can start doing that today. You just need to choose to do what a good father does or choose to do what a good husband does. And they were both argumentative and really believed deep down inside that they needed to be successful in business, making a lot of money before they could be uh, a good father and a good husband. So um, the following week, I just happened to be away. My wife and I were uh, at a youth uh, camp that we support uh, called Young Life, and we were out, out on the lake. And I was just having some quiet time thinking about those two guys. And, and uh, literally, I was, just, I was praying about them and just wondering, what is it about this word millionaire that just grips the hearts and the lives of so many people that they think they need that more than anything? And it was right in that moment when the word life and air came to me. And uh, what they really wanted to be was a life and air. And Honestly, I'm hearing this in my head, and I'm writing down this word life in here because I'm like, like what? I'm, I'm writing this word down. and uh, But I knew in that moment that there was something there that I needed to bring to the world 
that this was something that I needed to share, that ultimately what we desired was to have an abundant life. And it wasn't necessarily money that was going to get that for us. But uh, it's not to say that we don't like money. I love making money. But uh, I don't do it at the expense of sacrificing the important things in my life for that. Help me understand a little bit more about what that really means. So when you're teaching your students for in life and air, what is the fix? What are you doing to help? So, you know, most of the time when I would talk to anybody, they're going to tell me, Steve, I want all those exact same things. I want a good life. I want to be able to spend more time with my family. I want great relationships. And, you know, deep down inside, they all genuinely want that. But they feel that the path to get that is to go off and make a lot of money and be successful in business before they can have that. So most people put off those things until someday, someday when they're successful. And, you know, the sad part is someday may never come. We take a different approach. We pursue life and we make that our number one priority. And then we design a business to serve the lifestyle that we want to live. Most people build a business and try to fit life into what's left, if anything. We build our life and we fit business into what's left. And it forces us to build profitable and efficient businesses because unlike, you know, when I first got started in business, when I was willing to give 60, 70, 80 hours a week and I thought that that was admirable, um, you know, now I'm willing to give up 10 hours a week to my business. So I have to figure out how do I run my business efficiently and profitably so that it serves the lifestyle I want to live rather than me giving my life to serve my business. Does that make sense? Well, the words absolutely make sense. However, I don't think that it's super easy to go from what we're taught, what we've been doing all of this time and go right into, all right, so there's a different way of doing this. I can start a 10-hour-a-week business instead of a 70-hour-a-week business. So can you give us some tips on, uh, on how that happens, how that works? Absolutely. Um, the, the number one thing is we, have people, we take people through a process, and the first thing we do is have them develop a life vision. We, we refer to it as a life and air vision. And that vision becomes the guiding principle for their life. That's what helps them to make all of their decisions. If most people come out of high school or college ready to just dive into the workforce, start working hard, start making money, and just living life. And they never really think about what it is that they want out of life. Almost every decision they make is financially oriented. And so they make decisions, uh, they go to college and pursue a certain field within college because it will make them more money. Uh, they make the decision as far as what job they're going to take because of the amount of money that will, it will make for them. Very rarely do people make the decision that will give them the best life. And the reason for that is we are conditioned all throughout our lives that success means more. It means more money. It means getting the bigger house. It means the better job. But what we don't ever take the time to figure out is how much of our life is expected of us to you know, input or give to that career or that business. And so with Life and Air, we start out with a life vision. And we don't talk about money at all. 
And what we have everyone do is get very focused on what is it that you would do with your life if you did, if you were successful? Well, how would you spend your time? How do you want to spend your time with your family? How much time do you want to spend? How do you want to experience relationships? What hobbies do you want to pursue? And when people come up with that vision and they really embrace it and they, they say, this is the life that I want, they come to the realization in that very moment that I can't possibly have that life if I'm continuing to work the way that I work. If I'm working even 40 hours a week, I can't experience that life. I can't be the coach of my kids' little league team and go out on dates with my wife and have time to pursue my hobbies and, and input, you know, be able to invest in the friendship. Um, and so when they come to realize that something has to change, they're, they're, they're willing to make those changes. Now, uh, one thing that I share with people uh, right away, uh, because it's sort of hard to grasp that, but if I were doing an event, uh, teaching a three-day event. I don't teach my events on the weekends simply because I refuse to take that time away from my family. I, I guard that time. But during the week, if I'm teaching a three-day event, there are many people who are coming in from around the country to attend that event. That means there's three days that week that they're investing into themselves, but they're not working. They can't be at their jobs. And so when I challenge them and I ask them, I say, how many of you made sure you got your work done before you actually showed up here for the event? Did you get your, done, your work done for the week? And inevitably, every single person says, yes, I got it done. I say, well, the reason you were able to get all of your work done for the week in two days was because you had something that was very important to you that you were coming to. So you became more efficient. You took out all the stuff that wasn't important and you focus on the most important things, you did the efficient things, you got your work done, and you made it here to the event. Well, take the event out of the equation and put your life into the equation. When you start to realize that I need to start doing my tasks and becoming more efficient, doing the most profitable things in a shorter period of time so that I can live and experience the life that I wanna live, you're fully capable of doing it then also. But uh, most people are challenged that they think that they can't do it. They think that they have to work 70 hours. And I, I would uh, go out on a limb and say most people who spend 40 to 70 hours in the office are only working 15 to 20 anyway. The rest of that time is just being filled for the sake of saying they're busy. And, uh, but they're really only putting in 15 to 20 hours of efficient working time. Okay, very interesting. I've got some other questions that I want to ask you, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by both you and brought to you by the show itself. And we just wanted to say thank you, Jason. And I really appreciate having you as a listener. And we have an ask. We've got a quick ask. If you have uh, been listening to the show for a little while, you love the show, and you haven't taken the time to leave a rating and a review, I just wanted to ask to see if you wouldn't mind uh, going into iTunes and doing a written review as well as a rating. Um, so that's our only ask. Let's get back to the show. We are back and I have a couple of questions that were kind of in the back of my mind for you, Steve. Number one, I was very curious, where, do, where does your income come from? I basically have two businesses. I have my real estate investing business and I have the life in our business. And 
you know, honestly, between the two businesses, I work 15, 20 hours a week tops. And uh, the, the only, my busiest weeks are when I have to travel, when I, when I go and I do retreats with my students. And I'm away for four days with my students, but I do that three times a year. Uh, but for the most part, it's about an equal balance between my real estate investing and life and air. And then, so by real estate investing, that's your spec homes or is that your rentals or is it all combined? It's combined. I have a, a rental portfolio. One of our principles with Life and Air is that we do uh, debt-free investing. Um, we don't tell, tell everybody that that's what you have to do, but we recommend it. And if I'm going to recommend it, I certainly do it myself. Um, in addition to that, I build houses. I do new construction. And uh, I went from being a flipper who was buying houses to renovate and just taking those skills and applying them toward new construction. Uh, the little town that I live in is a growing town. Uh, we don't have much inventory here that for me to purchase and renovate and have a thriving business, but I can purchase land and build houses. And uh, so that's what I do. We, we build spec houses. Uh, I have a crew that uh, I hired to build all the houses for me. I don't manage my own crew. I'm just purely the investor who puts the money up, builds the houses, and then sells them. Okay. So, let me ask you this quick question here. Um, you've got, you said you have three times a year, four-day retreats with your students. Mm -hmm. um, on these four-day retreats, are those on a weekday or a weekend, or are, are they combined, like a couple days on the weekday, a couple days on the weekend? Uh, they are always during the week. Um, for me, that's two groups. I have one group that meets for two days, and then I follow it up with another group that meets for two days. And so I try to keep my groups a little on the smaller side. There's only 15 members in each of those groups, and uh, they are mastermind settings. Um, just so you understand a little bit more with Life and Air, we are unique in a couple of different ways from most coaching programs. Uh, there's a one-on-one -on -one element and there's a mastermind element. Um, those mastermind retreats is when we get together and uh, I also coach each of those individuals one-on-one -on -one, uh, in addition to the mastermind. But we also focus on life and business. You know, Many of the coaching programs that are out, out there are either life, there's many life coaches, or business. There's a lot of business coaches. Um, but, you know, we've had, it's been funny, we've had some people who've come to us who already have a life coach and a business coach. Their problem is the life coach tells them something that's contradicting what the business coach tells them, and the business coach tells them something that contradicts what the life coach tells them, and they end up more confused. But we sort of mesh all of that together, and we make our decisions primarily on what's going to help you live the best life, and let's design your business to serve that life um, and, and not let's build a business and then figure out how to fit life into it. And consequently, we have uh, many, many very successful students who have thriving businesses that uh, they use. They once work many, many hours every week. And today they have freedom to do so many different things and, and live and experience life on much different terms than they once did. Okay. All right. So you have, 15 people for two days, 15 people for the next two days for a mastermind retreat that happens four times, three times a year. It takes you four days. Correct. What are the three-day events? Uh, the three-day events is when we actually help people to develop their life and their vision. 
So when they come on out, we take them through a whole process of sort of trying to dig through all the, the lifetime of conditioning that they've had that, you know, work really hard so that someday you can experience a good life. We've got to crack through that. We help people get in touch with who they are because sometimes people get so busy, they don't even know who they are anymore. They've been living somebody else's life. They've been living the life that their parents expect them to live or they're still competing with their high school or college buddies and, and trying to live a life that will impress other people and have never taken the time to think about what they want. And so it literally takes us three days to take them through this process of developing their own vision that is theirs, that they take ownership of, and then helping them to develop an action plan to make that vision happen. Okay. So how many people come to a three-day event? That varies. There can be as little as 30 people and upwards of 150 or sometimes even a little bit more than that. Okay. And the next question I have is how frequently are you doing the three-day events? Well, I believe that there are three more uh, this year. Um, we take the event to uh, places. So in conjunction with groups that we're working with, uh, they, they want to invite us in and they want to introduce Life and Earth to their groups. Uh, but those events are open to anybody who wants to come. Uh, we, for the most part, I would say we put on an average of about half a dozen, upwards of eight events a year. Eight three-day events a year. Correct. And then three uh, two-day events, which is another level. For me, yes. Okay, very, very interesting. So if so, the first place, if I want to become a life and air, the first thing that I do is to go to the three-day event, and then, and then there's an option if I want to be a part of that mastermind and coaching program. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Um, I'd say the first thing you do is read the book. And, uh, Let's see that a little closer. So if you read the book, you're going to learn so many of our principles. Um, just reading the book has changed many people's lives. And we teach all the principles in the book. And if somebody feels that they need more and they want more, or they want somebody to come alongside of them and help them with this process, then we say, by all means, come on out to the three-day event. We'll help you with developing a vision for your life. Uh, the funny part is when I ask people or I challenge people with whether or not they have a vision for their life, uh, almost everyone says, yes, I do. And then I ask them, well, tell me it. What is, what's the vision that you have for your life? And they can't tell you. Um, what they can tell me is what they want their 401k to look like or how much they want in their IRAs or how much passive income they want. They know what they want their financial picture to look like, but they know very little as far as what they would do with their life if they had it. And that's what we try to bring people to. And so um, through that event, we can, we can help them. Uh, but my recommendation is always, hey, listen, read the book. If you like what you see, come on out to the event. No need in making the investment or taking the time of coming out. I think the, the book does a good job of explaining who we are, what we do. And, you know, my recommendation is always before anybody comes into the coaching program that you come to the event as well. Uh, being in the coaching program is a, a large commitment of time and even resources. And I don't want anybody to come into it without knowing fully well what it is that they're, they're coming into. So we do like to see people 
progress through that process and know who we are before they make those big decisions. What's the most creative real estate deal you've ever done? I bought a building and I foreclosed on myself. <laughs> um, I, I literally was trying to buy this eight-unit building, and uh, when I was going to the settlement table, uh, the title company couldn't settle it because the person tried to sell the property about a year earlier, uh, and the buyer did not come through. However, the buyer put a relatively large um, earnest money deposit and was making a claim against the property because of their earnest money. So instead of actually buying the property, I went back to the seller. I bought the uh, LLC from him that owned the property. I went to the mortgage holder and I bought the note from the mortgage holder and I went and foreclosed on myself to clear the title and to walk away with that building free and clear. Uh, the irony was I wanted that building, but when we went to the foreclosure auction, which was required by law, there was a bidding war for the building and I ended up having to sell it and I made money, good money at the auction. So uh, my, my initial plans got changed because of how far up the property got bid at the auction. It was bid up more than double of what I wanted to pay for it. So I was sort of happy to let it go. That was, I think, the first time and maybe the only time we'll ever hear about somebody foreclosing on themselves. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's a book that you recommend? Um, I got to say that one of my favorite books that has really helped me with business is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, I think that it is extremely important that people know how to treat others in business and just in life in general. But uh, I I want to go out on a limb and say that that book has served me very well in, in my business endeavors and, and the relationships that I've been able to build with people. Great. And I have a question on how, how to find your book. Would you just go to lifeinner.com, amazon.com? Where do you go to find it? I, you can go to Amazon. You can go to Lifeinner. Amazon is where we sell an awful lot of those books, but it is available just about anywhere you can get them purchase a book, you should be able to find the Life in Air book. And uh, we've done everything we can to make it as accessible as possible. Great. Where were you five years ago? Take us back and paint us that picture. So uh, I'm going to go back 10 years ago to get to five, but 10 years ago, I decided to move away from Baltimore, uh, which is where I started out my investing career to slow down and take it easy. And uh, my first few years here in Wisconsin, I was uh, just doing one or two deals a year just to have something to do. Uh, life was good, was super easy. And uh, about five years ago, I just felt, you know, I want to do more. But I left Baltimore thinking I left my best earning years behind me. And that was wrong. <laughs> when I, I've done much better coming here to this little town I just basically identified the need in the area, uh, starting uh, with my uh, new construction uh, investing here has taken off. It has done very well. It's met a tremendous need within the community. And uh, so from an earnings perspective, we have done much better. Uh, Life and Air has grown tremendously in that time. Uh, we, we have really been focused on 
I, I would say I've almost to a certain degree been holding it back because I want the right growth and uh, really looking forward to seeing where it's going to go. Very, very cool. All right. So five years from today, where will you be? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm really hoping that uh, life and air is something that continues to just grow organically. Um, I I've done a lot of work myself to help make it grow, but my goal in the near future is really just to continuously equip others who are passionate about the message, equip people whose lives have been changed to be able to take the message out there and share it themselves. Uh, I shared with you earlier six to eight uh, events in a year. I'm not teaching those events anymore. The only events that I will teach are the ones that are right here in my backyard. I won't travel to teach events. Um, but there are events taking place that other people are doing who are passionate about what Life and Air has done in their lives. So I want to continue to do more of that and uh, hopefully see life in our groups meeting in every city all across the country because it really is changing people's lives. Thank you so much. How do you give back? Uh, with my time. I, I love pouring into people. Uh, the number one reason that I don't want to work too many hours, uh, I fill my time. I fill it pretty easily, but I want to be available. I want to be available for friends, for family, for the people who I coach. When they need me, I'm there for them. And uh, so whether it's a business challenge, a personal challenge, a relational challenge, I like to be there for people. And uh, uh, in addition to that, we take a Life in Air team, a, a missions team into Guatemala once a year. And uh, that has been a life-changing experience for many people. But we serve the poor down in Guatemala through a school. And uh, this is... Down there, they would not get an education if it wasn't for this school. They, they, their families live on a dollar or two a day. And uh, it's a stark contrast from what we experience here in the United States. But uh, our commitment to serving down there at that school has made a drastic difference that we can visibly see, that we can see the tangible changes uh, in the lives of uh, these kids and the teachers and the families that participate in the school. We have built many houses for the families when we go in, uh, but we're also watching these kids now being able to get decent jobs as they're graduating from the school. And uh, it's changing their lives. Uh, when, when they can get an education and make 5 to $10 a day versus a dollar or two, that's life-changing um, for them. So uh, it's, it's been really awesome. Great. Thanks for going into all that. I, I am on your website. I've got the blog, the podcast, the books, the events, the coaching, uh, etc. And when you click on podcast, it says coming soon. So tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I am still trying to really hone in on what that podcast is going to be about. What, do, what does our audience really want from us? And uh, I, had, I was doing a podcast for a while, and it was really featuring the success stories that we had from our students. And uh, while it was popular, uh, it was very popular, um, we had many of those stories just sounded the same. Uh, people were coming in saying, I worked a whole lot. I didn't have much of a life. I was doing pretty well in my business. I got in with Life and Air. I went through the event and the whole process. I started getting some coaching. 
and my life turned around and today I have the freedom to do all I want to do. And every story was sounding the same because the process was very similar for, for all of these people. And uh, we knew that it needed to be more than that. And uh, so I currently have, uh, I don't know if you know JP Moses, but JP Moses is a, a great content guy, great with podcasts. He and I have been brainstorming what's the next step for the Life and Air podcast. He has some phenomenal ideas. And uh, I literally was just having that conversation yesterday, trying to figure out what is going to be next for us. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. But I think that come November, we're going to be rolling out some new things. Uh, right now, as, as we speak, it's October, the middle of October. I'm committed to waiting uh, to November before we start executing some of our new plans. Great stuff. Thank you for going into all of these things, helping us with a little paradigm shift from being a, you know, striving to be a millionaire to now striving to be more of a life and air. And for the listener who resonates with what we're talking about today, they can go to lifeonair.com or reach you at steve at lifeonair.com. Very good stuff. I appreciate you. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.